Captain's Log, episode 20. Guy, what what episode are we up to? 23, Tim. Captain's Log, episode 23. It's one in the morning local time in New Zealand, and I've just seen Grown Ups 2 again with my friend Guy Montgomery via the internet, who's currently in continental Europe. Guy, come I am in. in. I'm coming in. I'm in. I'm coming to you live from Copenhagen. Uh, it is. It is currently fourteen fifty-seven hours. It's a sweltering sort of. I'd say it's pushing thirty outside. It's muggy. Is that thirty I'm C? Sweaty. Thirty C. Thirty. Thirty C. What kind of? Um, if you had to guess the humidity, what what range would you put it at? Captain? I'd put it over fifty. You're the captain I'd put of the ship. Over fifty. It's, we're co-captains. Yeah, we're both the captains of this ship. This is our vessel. This, I feel like this ship is going down. That was for me. That was a, that was a bad. I know we probably say this every week, but that was after like in Berlin. I was into it. Not today, man. Dude, I loved this watch, and I'm not saying that in any facetious manner. I got into it. This watch. Something happened for me. Okay, tell me about it. <clears throat> well. You know how we've got our no phones rule while the movie's playing? Yeah. I, I must admit I disregarded that for a, a portion of the film. And I went on IMDb, which I'm surprised I hadn't done earlier, to look at Grown Ups 2. And um, I found out that we've got way more knowledge about the film than IMDb does. And at some point you and me should go through and redraft the page. Because like, <laughs> even, even the plot synopsis that they've got isn't correct. What what what's inaccurate? I'll just try and bring up the plot synopsis and the goofs that they've got in there are so low level. Like we've got way better goofs, but they've got really odd specific ones. Um, well, all the diehard grown ups two fans out there will be absolutely over the moon when they check the IMDb page again to make sure someone's updated it. And lo and behold, we will have. But boy, will we'll their, be heroes. Will their faces be red when they figure out that two muppets from New Zealand schooled them? schooled them on grown-ups do knowledge so here's the synopsis as it reads on imdb after moving his family back to his hometown to be with his friends and their kids lenny finds out that between old bullies new bullies schizo bus drivers drunk cops on skis and 400 costumed party crashes sometimes crazy follows you but there aren't even 400 costumed party crashes because the frat boys aren't in costume that's a really bad synopsis yeah oh yeah I was. I actually watched the movie. I'm staying at my friend Matt's house, and he watched it with me just now. Mm. And about an hour in, he kept checking how far into the movie we were. <laughs> and an hour in, he said to me, "What's the plot of this movie?" And I said, "What do you Never think?" Never a good it sign. Is? An hour into a film, and he, and and he said, "I don't think it has a plot." And I said, "That is correct. <laughs> that is the plot." You've won the game. And like. And then when he got to the party scene, I was like, this is the climax. And he didn't say or do anything. He was just like, it just bounced off him. Like, I don't give a fuck. It's so fucking stupid. I like spent about probably 20 minutes of that movie just with my eyes shut. And I, I stumbled into the realization, I think a way that I might be able to enjoy it would be if someone reanimated the whole thing. So it wasn't a live action movie. It was like a... <laughs> Sort of like a CGI, not CGI, like a Toy Story style animation. I don't know what it would do to the movie. It would just be a nice change of face. <laughs> well, maybe when you come back, we'll get some mushrooms and it'll be as if it has been animated for your pleasure. Um, yeah, man. Can I read We're you out a... something big. 
Can I read you out a list of the plot keywords that IMDb has listed for grown-ups too? So you can. I, I think these are user-submitted, but in no particular order. Party, voyeurism, that, voyeur, yep, I agree with sexual that one. desire. What? Who, who's who's was, living voyeur... Who, where's the voyeurism? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm going to critique each word, so you say it, and then I'm going to say what I think about it. Okay, cool. So I don't know, I don't know where the voyeurism is. Um, sexual attraction. Yep, yep, it's quite a lecherous film. Lingerie. Yep, that features. White, yeah. white panties? White. No, white panties. Who has, oh no, yeah, there's, I wouldn't say it's a plot point, but um, <laughs> you do see some white panties at one point at the car wash. Um, reference to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> what is this? I'm not kidding. Who's... They're taking the piss on this IMDb page. Three word title. <laughs> Man, we could do a really great overhaul. We could do the world a great service. One of them is fisty cuffs. <laughs> oh, Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But, um, oh, man. Dude, I've got... I actually, yeah, sorry, you go. Uh, okay, I actually, right after the movie finished, before we started recording, I quickly looked up Grown Ups. Mm-hmm. I've never done it before on Wikipedia. Yeah. To see, because I, 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 I finally reached breaking point. You know when Colin Quinn does that big motivational speech, he says, Lenny Feder went to Hollywood, made big bucks, probably more than you Brainiacs will ever make put together. And you've always said, I think that's unrealistic. Surely an army of university students cumulatively will make more than Lenny Feder. I thought, yeah. but, I mean, what was this lucrative career he had in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to guess what he was doing? Because this is... So I don't think... I don't think... I don't think he makes... I don't think that that's accurate what Colin Quinn was saying at all. Before you say what the career is, I'd just like to point out that the reason we don't know is because despite the fact that we've seen Grown Ups 2 23 times, we've seen Grown Ups 1 <laughs> no times. Z- zero times. 
Maybe that's what will kick life into the film. When I come back, I think we should do a double screening. I'm really, fuck man, I'm so excited to watch this movie with you again, like in person. Yeah, I know, it's going to be I'm finding it. I'm finding it really hard not having you there. Oh, like, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm finding it so tough. This is a tough project that we're on, mate, and I'm calling it a project. I don't know if that's an overambitious description of what we've got ourselves into. Trap. It's, it's a con. It's a constantly evolving beast. But anyway, so his career, can I take a stab and then you tell me the right answer? Yeah. Was it soundtracking? Was he a Hollywood soundtracker for movies? It's not lucrative. I don't know what the pay is for that, but I don't think that would be lucrative enough. No, he's not that. I'll give you three guesses now, too. <clears throat> um, a director of films? No, not a director of films. A, ca- a casting agent of movies. <sighs> getting warmer. You keep going. You're getting well, that's closer. That's three. That's it. Just you, you tell okay. me. Well, I thought it was going to be a screenwriter. Mm. But I don't know why. Uh, he was a talent agent. He was a top Hollywood talent agent. It's basically what I said. You said casting. What's the difference? Well, casting agent makes it sound like he's in charge of casting films. A talent agent makes it sound like he's in charge of a talent... Touche, Monty. Touche. Yeah, it's um, an airtight argument I'm throwing at you. Absolutely. So... How, like, does it kind of reference how rich he was? Like, how much money did he nah, make? Nah, it doesn't. And I found out so much information. I pretty much read the whole plot. I actually didn't read the plot, but that they all reunite. There were five in the first one. Rob Schneider was, like, the same level as the others in the first one. Rob yeah. Schneider turned his nose up at the second one. Yeah. And, and they won a basketball tournament in 1978. That team, so Chris Rock, Kevin James, David Spade, Adam Sandler, and Rob Schneider, and their coach died... And so they all reunited at a lake house um, to to mourn the coach, and then they all learnt heaps about themselves and their families, and sort of, and it had like it had Norm Macdonald in the first movie, and someone else, and like they they lost a lot of good people out there in between grown ups <laughs> and grown ups too. Schneider's a great man. There's no getting around it. Well, you know, you it's know a he's weird Buddhist, feeling. eh? He's hardcore Buddhist. I've interviewed him once, long form, for like twenty minutes. Was he a good guy? He's kind of weird, to be honest. He's pretty freaky, but he's nice enough. But all of his answers re- were very kind of rote-learned and pre-formed from chat shows that he does. I listened to um, his WTF podcast with Mark Maron. I thought it was great. Oh, I've missed that and one. He, I haven't heard that. He, he used to be a dynamite stand-up, apparently. And I actually used to watch his movies. I've watched The Hot Chick and The Animal more than once. Don't forget Home Alone 2, mate. No one has By ever the- played a hotel concierge like... Uh, Rob Schneider. I, but it's not his movie, Home Alone 2. That's Macaulay Culkin. Well, he's a scene stealer, so it pretty much is his movie, I think you'll find. Well, is it, that would make this John John Lovitz's movie that we just watched. Correct. Or the baby's movie. Do you want to do your shining light? Yeah, bro. Um, it was the folio in the bus at the start. The folio? Yeah, the background sound of the kids. I thought it was very accurate. You thought that's what a bus sounds like? Well, I'm, wearing, bus. I'm, I'm wearing headphones for the watch this week to keep the noise down because it's the middle of the night and I've got flatmates so the sound was very important for me and I went shit that's some good folio on that bus scene that really does sound like teenagers on a bus that's good how about you? I, um, how about you? mine was it was actually it was a moment where Chris Rock did some really good acting because he doesn't do a lot of that in this movie uh, he was pouring the you know how when he when he when his wife forgets their 20th anniversary mm. And, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go full gangster. I'm going to have all this Pepsi at dinner. 
And then, so there's that shot of him at the dinner scene when he's pouring two cans of Pepsi into a pitcher and he's smiling. The, the direction was obviously, I want you to really like convey how happy you are to be eating, not eating, having this Pepsi at dinner. And he's got this look on his face, which is just, it's so on the fucking nose for how happy he, you know, given the information we've, we've received earlier in the film, he is to have the Pepsi. I would describe the look on his face, because I know it well, having seen the movie once or twice now, is childlike delight. Like when yeah. you're a kid and you get something that you really have a hankering for, like ice cream. Yeah. Pure, it was pure glee. Uh, and I, I sort of, I wanted to reach through the screen and pat him on the back. I can just, like the whole, the, after the tape, the director would have gone, that's a buy. We've done it. <laughs> I like to think maybe that was the last scene they shot. And he goes, that's a wrap, everyone. And... Chris Rock's like, thank fucking God, because I had some fun on some days of this movie, but just quietly between you and me, Dennis, Dennis is the name of the director, I think this might be a dud. <laughs> but oh, how wrong you are. Yeah. Imaginary Chris Rock, because the movie went on to make millions, tens of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Tens of millions. Hundreds. The budget was 80. They made 230 million, didn't they? Oh, shit. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, I'll check that at some point. I, f- um, I feel like that's right. Hey, listen, I've stumbled onto something on this watch, Guy, and this is, this is part of the reason why I'm so excited about it, because I started, started really getting in there, started really digging around. And uh, I've discovered that Adam Sandler has hidden in plain sight a metaphor, a recurring motif, um, which is about his life within the confines of the film. Now, you'll notice that a lot of people hit the water really hard in this movie. There's the Taylor Lautner scene, the initial scene with the frat boys, where um, all of our main characters have to strip naked and throw themselves off Suicide 35, and they all yeah. hit the water hard. But suicide 35 off the top, top rock. rock. 35 feet. feet. My mum did that jump when she was pregnant with me. That's it. That's the one. Um, so they all have to like jump off, and they all hit the water very hard in different ways. And then at the end of the film, two more people hit the water really hard. Uh, Officer Dante and Shaq. And all of them, if you'll notice, flop onto the water. And it made me think that it's a metaphor for the, all the shit films Adam Sandler's done, which have been critical flops, and some of them commercial flops, and how they hurt him. But the last thing that we see related to this is Shaq, who pees in the water, and just kind of accepts it and feels really good about it. And I feel like that's a symbol for Adam Sandler just being okay with the I fact see. that his movies suck now. So Shaq is, but Shaq embodies this realisation. I tell yeah, you what. because he's like I, the final state of it. It's interesting to hear. I'd say it's definitely something you wouldn't find before the 23rd watch. It's something that hasn't occurred to me. I am... Um, the, the good thing about having Matt watch the movie with me was just just seeing him, uh, the occasional guffaw, a genuine guffaw uh, at, at certain moments. You, he laughed when the, the, the baby goes, oh, that's cold, which yeah. sort of made me realise that that is actually funny because James Acaster thought that was a good bit too. Oh, yeah, you get to see the first time because it's so unexpected that a kid that small could deliver a line so well. Yeah. Another thing which made the movie slightly more tolerable... Um, is I've, I, took, I took something called snus. Have you heard of snus before, Tim? Is it a drug guy? In a sense, it's tobacco. Um, it's, a, it's a Scandinavian, I think it's Swedish, 
they, they give you tobacco in these little pouches. It's a little pouch. I've, I'm holding one up on screen now. You can't see it at home, but Tim, you can see that little pouch? So, yeah, and, it's very small. It's about the size you of your thumb. You put it between your gum and, oh, your, um, and, your, your, and your lip, and it sort of gives a slow release of tobacco. It, it stings quite a lot at first, but it becomes very relaxing. And so I've just put one in, so I might become slightly more relaxed through the second part of this. What are you pod- doing, bro? I'm just getting by. I'm just trying to get through a day. I'm on holiday. <laughs> You've resorted to tobacco abuse, nicotine addiction to get you through the podcast, it's, mate. It's no, well, yes, That's I what I'm guess getting. In, a, in a sense, but only while I'm only while I'm here in Denmark. And by the way, Denmark's beautiful, if you're curious. I was, and thank you. Um, can, Copen- I, can I... Yeah, now you go. No, you go. Tell me about Copenhagen. Tell me about your beautiful paradise holiday. Well, it's funny because I, it is genuinely a beautiful paradise holiday, but you only get to see me at my lowest ebb. So it sounds like it's ringing hollow when I tell you how much I like it because it always comes on the back of watching this fucking movie. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't believe you. It's that I'm insanely jealous that you're in Europe and I'm in the middle of a Greyland flat, freezing cold at night under the duvets, watching Grown Ups 2 on a 100-inch screen by myself. Um, Yeah, I was really pleased that you wanted to do it. I I was impressed, actually, that you did it this late. I did it for the people. do you think doing it this late at night impact you're watching? You know how your brain well, It's going to impact changes? work that I've got tomorrow morning at 9am. Look, I don't give a fuck about your work. I know like, you Because you know, you know late at night your brain goes kind of loopy. You've got a different brain from what you do during the day. Definitely. definitely. Do you think that contributed to your happiness? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Um, can I read you some of the gaffes that they've put on IMDB? Like, they're ludicrous. They're ludicrous. You can do this. <clears throat> Have we noticed them before? Some of them, no. But this is like, okay, this is the first one. The first time Kurt, and first of all, they call him Kurt, a name which Chris Chris Rock is never given in the film if it's taken in isolation away from the first one. So it starts. The first time Kurt drives the Ford van, it makes the starter and transmission sounds of a Dodge Caravan. The second time, the exhaust (laughs) sounds like a four-cylinder engine, even though the van has eight cylinders. Well, I noticed that. I just didn't think it was worth bringing up. That is so deep. And that is the first one. That's the first error that's on there. Other ones include, um, apparently, Shaq's radio on his shoulder during the first encounter swap sides. Uh, I would have liked to to have noticed that one organically without the help of the internet. This is my favourite one, bro. This one's so good. The title belt worn by a quote-unquote Hulk Hogan at the 80s party was in fact the WCW world title known as the Big Gold Belt. This would not have been the belt worn by Hogan in that time period as he was the WWF champ and their world title was the famous Winged Eagle. So they got the belt wrong on the costume on the lady coming as Hulk Hogan. that could be a very specific sort of character facet to that, that lady that... Maybe she got it wrong. Not so the movie didn't get it wrong, but the characters ah, in the movie got it wrong. So I think we is. should probably, if we do get our fingers in there on the IMDb page and make some changes, I think we should delete that goof. Fair enough. Because that was probably, I think, I feel like this movie was, was approached with the care and detail that that was, that was an important character point. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Tell you what they don't have on their listed under continuity is your great raft uh, call. That the raft the changes ra- in many the shots. The raft is a, is a hot mess right throughout. Certainly is. They they never really got a good grip on the continuity to do with that raft. And the other one for me, a biggie, is the the school bus stops outside the window when Nick flies into that small shop building thing. You can see it. It's ground to a halt, which is physically impossible at that kind of speed. Why well, is that? Is it? Yeah. Maybe it's just got good brakes. No, no. It's like completely stationary directly outside where he skipped out. It, cannot be done mate because i've never noticed that as a flaw in the movie i'm so absorbed in and nick's roly-poly and you would be and you would be i'll tell you what as well man i know that we say a lot about how shit the background fighting is in the party scene but i saw stuff tonight that i'd never seen before like there's so many people who um someone walks up to someone and grabs their hand to put on their head to grab their hair and like, just it's so shit, man. There's some really yeah. bad stuff going Matt, on. When we were walking um, back to the apartment yesterday, we walked past a bar on the street here that was, they were shooting some sort of music video. Um, like there were a whole lot of sort of young people who looked like that. We walked past to go to, to go to breakfast, and then a couple of hours later, when we were walking back, they were on break. And Matt made the good point that he'd, he'd love to be doing a music video just to see, like after 10 takes, 
they have to provide the same energy and excitement as though they're just getting to the party or the party's still popping off, even though the people who are acting like the party's going well are exhausted. Yeah. And I think this is the exact problem we ran into with that fight scene. Because there's so much fighting to choreograph, and I assume, I mean, they're, they're actors, but they might not have gone to the fight training. And so I guess it just took so long that the people were just so fucking tired, and Dennis Dugan was so tired, and they just wanted to shoot that Chris Rock scene so they could wrap the whole film. I love that you've now attributed that as being the last thing that they shot because it was kind of good. It was the last thing I really remember. Yeah. I've got nothing left to say about this movie right now. Guy Montgomery, I don't know how much more can be said about Grown Ups 2, but we'd better think of something because we've got another, how many, almost 30, 29 episodes. Hey, that feels nice. We've we've dipped under the ominous up 30 views to go. Next stop, 50% complete, mate. But um, I as, as I think we may have brought up in the last podcast, it's going to get progressively harder each time. So like 50% isn't 50%, because the more we watch it, the harder this gets. 50% no. will be at about 70% done. I think we should um, start counting backwards. So I, I think 20, it goes, I've, I've said this before, I'll say it again. We get up to 26 and then we go 26, 25, cool. 24, because then it's sort of, it's counting down to freedom. Cool. Freedom! I was all right this time, but I'm, I'm, I'm really fucking worried about the next one. Really yeah. worried. Well, I'm going to have to watch this, because we've still got one, one owing, so I'm going to have to watch this twice in, or thrice in Copenhagen. <clears throat> it's a crying shame. Jesus Christ. Danish people are so good looking. Yeah? Holy yeah. shit, yeah. All the dudes and all the ladies are all just attractive. And, yeah, that's and, good. They're fucking yeah, tall, good. eh? And everything runs well here. This is a this is a great. They've they've figured a lot of stuff out here in in Denmark. Do you know it's the most? It was one of the most livable city, Copenhagen, two years running, Shit. according to some survey. So what's the also, downside? It's also been the best cycling city uh, for the last the last three years. They've wow. got these huge cycle lanes on the side of the road, which are almost the size of a road. Just it's populated amazing. by these attractive cycling beauties. Yeah. They all take really good care of themselves. The downside, I don't know. The downside, I suppose, would... I mean, in theory, you'd probably say it's the winter. It gets dark, sort of very... Um, it's always dark, pretty much. Ta- taxes? Taxes high there? Is it expensive yeah. living? Taxes are high, but everyone's getting the benefits. Healthcare, healthcare for one and all. You're a commie guy. That's why you've, you're loving Copenhagen. You're home. Your home and your yeah, Marxist paradise. You found it. I am. I'd, I'd live here happily. In fact, I'm going to go. I'm leaving this podcast. I'm yes. going to go out into the street. We should all leave. I should go to bed. You should go to Copenhagen. I, I don't see. We should. All, why don't we all go our separate ways? I don't see any of these conversations working out for me. <laughs> all right, mate. I'll see you at the next watch. Pray for us. Okay. God. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.